0: So we're taking a closer look at what Jesus has taught us as remembered by those who uh, scripted our Scriptures, and we're seeking to hold ourselves accountable to those lessons and their application to us in our challenging times. And so far, we've, well, what are some of the topics we've talked about? Anybody? Ferris. Ferris. Do you get that? Citizenship, right? Taxes and citizenship. That was one of them. Judging, and judgmentalism. Prayer, Sabbath. Not getting anxious when people put you on the spot, or you're trying to just have a comfortable Sunday in worship. To relax. Jesus had something to say about that. Don't get anxious. Relax. There you go. And no retaliation. So we, we've covered a lot of uh, good bases of lessons that um, are challenging at some times to us. But truth be told, if you're, if you're aspiring to be a disciple of Christ, these are lessons that we want to take to heart and to try to shape our lives shape our thinking our speech shape ourselves to conform to to try to be these kind of people and i and i think it's it's most important i i just want to say because of a an awareness that we we don't get to a new place by being the old way. Think about it. Do you? You don't get to a new place with how you live your life or a new circumstance in your life or we as a community or we as a country. We don't get to a better new place if we keep behaving the same old Ways We need to take what's enriching and beautiful out of the past, of course, but we're always striving forward to become better. And we're taking that to heart in this sermon series through this year, to listening as best as we can to what Jesus is saying and then trying to make sense out of it in our our own lives. Today, Jesus is talking about Personal allegiances. I had some parishioners uh, a couple churches ago. One went to the University of Illinois, which you all know is one of my alma mater and one of the greatest schools in the nation, (laughs) if not in the world. I'm loyal. I have an allegiance to the Illini. Amen. And this guy was married to somebody that graduated from... uh, Ohio State. <laughs> I want to joke and say we were in marriage counseling just about weekly, myself with that couple. But no, they, they had kind of they had kind of worked out a way of of having what you might say is divided allegiances in their household. Um, maybe not as challenging as UCLA and USC if there's a married couple that share those two allegiances. But if you think about that, and we laugh a little bit about that, we kind of know what we're talking about when Jesus says something about how it's pretty tough to have a divided loyalty in your own head to go about life well. There's a scene in the film Bad Moms My daughter is going to just really be up in arms that I actually am using bad moms as an illustration in a sermon. How could you do that, Dad? She will say to me this afternoon. But there's a character in that film, Bad Moms, who finally gives up trying to do everything and be everything perfectly for her family. She had bought into the idea that as a modern person, Well, maybe as a modern mom, really is is the point that as a modern woman, she could have it all. She discovered uh, maybe not so true. It's hard to be perfect in all aspects of life. And we take a moment now, we should take a moment now to say a brief prayer for all those parents who are doing their best to do and to be everything for their spouses, for their family, discovering though that they come up a bit short. Be at peace. Be at peace and relax a bit. Try your best, yes, we need to try our very best, but be realistic and give yourself a break for not fully succeeding in all things at all times in all ways remember you're you're just human you're just human Now, this line of conversation may seem a little bit off from the focus of our Scripture, yet I think it helps us to focus on what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying to us, you are human, and there are some limitations to that reality being human. Your humanness is one of them. One big limitation is that you can't do it all. Indeed, in in your life, a pathway to mediocrity or problems is trying to have it all as if you were the God of your life or as if you were a God in life. Because this posture leads to your falling. Falling. It leads to all sorts of compromised allegiances. You can't hold in highest regard in your life, yourself, your spouse, your children, your job, your country, and whatever else is interesting you clamoring for your attention and seeking to claim your allegiance it's just it's just not possible something becomes elevated right something becomes elevated of those competing interests allegiances and something becomes declined You can turn left or you can turn right, but you can't turn both ways at the same time. You can go up, you go down, but you can't go up and down at the same time. You have to choose, and that is part of the challenge of life, is that too often you have to choose. And as Jesus would say to us this morning, fundamentally, You need to be making a choice. Multitasking is overrated, it's overused, and it is unrealistic. You pay attention to this or you pay attention to that, but you don't pay equal attention. You don't pay full attention to both. So Jesus was talking and sharing his understanding of faith as a reliance upon God's providence. That the love experience between creator and creature was a real and a powerful thing that could be relied upon for a life lived well. In today's passage, he states that a divided allegiance between God and something else, like wealth in this illustration that he uses, will compromise both. Jesus understood the problem of competing allegiances and stated straight out, you cannot serve two masters. So think about it. You must choose. You must choose one or the other or else you will actually fail both. So I, I... Don't think what I'm trying to say in light of what Jesus is saying is don't go after something whole hog. Don't fully commit yourself to loving your family and loving your children and loving your spouse, loving your job, loving your country. All those things I listed up are all good things for our heart to go to, Are are they not? Are they not? Yet, fundamentally, for ourselves as humans, we find ourselves in conflict between these things, and we need to sort them out in a way that will make sense to our ability to be loyal, our ability to love, And he's saying to us, you know, you can't love two things equally. You can't follow two things equally, especially especially if they're in conflict. If they're of a different value system, if they are competing with one another, So it's not that you shouldn't be wealthy, but that wealth needs to be fit into your fundamental allegiance. It's not that you can't love your children. You should be loving your children. But the loving of your children should be fit into the allegiance of the loving of your spouse, of the creating of the loving of your family. This passage comes as Jesus is teaching the Sermon on the Mount, and he has just said something about where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. He's just taught that lesson, and that makes sense to us, right? Where we're pining, what we're loving, well, that's what we really treasure. You know, and and we might say it's our family and our spouse, but if we're really working 20 hours of a 24-hour day and never at home and never spending time with our spouses or our, our spouse or our family, I hope we just have one spouse, Some, you, you, you may be properly called upon as to justify that allegiance, right? That allegiance might be more your work than your family. He's he's just said, "Where, where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. So he's gotten us to be thinking, okay, where are we putting our heart? What's the primary place that I love, that I cherish, that I'll bleed for, right? And then after this... He's talking about the anxiety thing we talked about, which was the the trust in God, to live a life trusting in God's ultimate providence for us all. And between the two is this statement about allegiances. Are you going to give your ultimate allegiance to the things of the world, to status and power, to the things that are represented by wealth? Or are you giving your ultimate allegiance to... God. And Jesus is saying center your life on God. That's that's the thing to do. And all else will be provided unto you to your sufficiency. Undivided service can be given to one master, only a only one. Every choice means we're favoring something over something else. And in those choices, what are you revealing to yourself as to what is your master? What is what you serve? it seems that there's some kind of proclivity. We were talking about this in our Bible study about the founding of the country. There's, there's some kind of proclivity to search for our God, to, to discover that which is transcendent to us, that gives meaning and purpose to us in our lives. We, we've done that as humans from the earliest of times when, when we thought it was the perhaps the animals who were transcendent to us or or the spirits that were behind the changing of the season or the rising of the sun and the setting of the moon. The whatever it was that brought the rains and the uh, and the growing of the plants. We, we we search for that which is transcendent from the earliest of times and our religions have tried to illumine that, right? And in Christianity we we speak about God and our ability to understand God through the Christ, through Jesus. We seek that which is greater than ourselves. And observing that, it would seem that perhaps there is some kind of an awareness on our part that we do live in respect to something. and in that respect to some things relationship to us we are subordinate we are servant we are dependent we are reliant so the passage is kind of saying to us that we need to decide to identify what that is that we think we live in relation to that is greater than ourselves. And we need to identify that for our own good, for the good of our family, the good of our community. We need to identify that and we need to seek to learn how to live in relation to that in the healthiest of ways. To have that... Be the thing that is dominant in our life rather than other competing things that call us to attention, that want our allegiance, that want our time or our money or our energy or our talents, which are really subordinate things. The choice seems to be not that we will serve, but the choice is who. Will we serve? It's not a choice of what we're going to honor. We're going to honor something. We're going to put something up large in our life and center ourselves around something. We're going to seek after something. We're going to live after something. We do it. That's what we do. The choice is, what is that going to be? What is that going to be? Is there some way that that can be the God of love and justice that animates this world? Or is it going to be some kind of sparkly, shiny thing that gives us some fun for a moment? And it would seem to me that Jesus is saying, Hey, hey, folk. Make a decision. Look around yourself and make a decision and and move away from, from the cultural values of the golden calf. Move away from those things. Move away from competitive idols. Move away from those things that you notice get in the way of your relationship to me, your relationship to God. And move more and more as best you can into a life of trust. And and I would say obedience. Trust and loving relationship to God. The one universal, holy, righteous God. Allegiance to that God. Allegiance to that as your God. God. Loyalty to God. So it's a call to center your life around God and God's purposes and not have your life energy, your life essence be dissipated by the other things that sparkle and may attract you. So, I I mean, just saying it straight out, it sounds like a simple thing, huh? But apparently, we all discover that it's not a very simple thing at all. It's a very hard thing for us all to do because we are so attracted. You know, like the cat with that little laser light. It's really hard to leave that alone. (laughs) The cat goes after that all the time. It's adorable, right? But we are kind of like that with those shiny objects or those things that give our ego its strokes and our sense of power and self-sufficiency. But maybe it is kind of a simple thing because you get to further down the line by taking a step or two in the right direction and you keep moving in that direction. So it, it is kind of, in a sense, a simple thing in that you're just going to go like this. That's your first step, pointing at God, verbally claiming, and then you're going to go like this. I think, I think that helps me to get in that direction, right? And that wasn't so hard of a step. We're not saying become St. Francis, which is 30 steps down the line. We're just saying become one more step better, right? One more step into what life is like when you are infused with the Spirit. I like the idea of making Jesus your north star, I like the imagery of that and and following the light of that North Star. There's a lot of images you could use that could maybe help you in this respect. And there's some practical things. Well, all right, what are my priorities? Let's take a look at my priorities. Where does my energy go? What do I give my time to? If I have any autonomy in my life, any agency where I can choose what I do with my time, what do I do with it? I'll show you where your heart is. What do I do with my money? Where does my money go? Where does my love go? Where does my heart go? Where does my affections go? Your priorities are are, A good help for you to figuring out where you have ambivalence and where you have allegiance and loyalty. And Jesus would invite you to put that loyalty and allegiance on God. And pray that you would get clearer and clearer an understanding of what that might mean in the kind of life that you have, the kind of person that you are. What does that look like for me? Figure it out. What does that look like for me? And how can it be more, better, more enriched, deeper, Satisfying. Powerful. You can't serve two masters. You're going to have to sit on the UCLA side or the Trojan side. Can't just sit in the middle. Can't wear a shirt that says half Illinois and half Ohio State. Free your mind, free your heart, and free your spirit from the terrible tension of ambivalence, of being double minded. Free yourself from that. Center yourself on God. Amen.